0: Exiting the insanity of the cartoonish quarter, you step into the busy business sector. Both of you notice that people are wearing clothes that are tattered and worn. The more you take in, the more you realize that these people are mostly bone and rotten flesh. Despite these revelations, trade and commerce continues without pause, as if this undead sector still had to contribute to the overall health and well-being of the city. Unlike previous quarters, you two seem to have de-aged and look as though you've only just hit young adulthood. Your fresh living faces are beginning to attract attention among the undead commoners
1: They don't look too well
2: we should we should get to cover they're starting to notice us
1: yes yes let's go Run to cover yeah
2: we we run to cover uh, <laughs> evading the shambling horde. horde.
1: Ferris kinda like bats down the hatches and looks out of the little crack in the window. I think they might be here for a while. We should probably get comfortable.
2: Yes, uh you look smaller.
1: And she looks down, and she's like I haven't been this small for years. And I didn't know if it was possible for you to look smaller. He looks down at his hands. Oh
2: interesting. I don't think I was this small when I came into this body.
1: I like to imagine that your clothes are still the same size and they're like super baggy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like drowning it.
2: Well and I, I think it's interesting because I don't think his eyes are as vacant.
1: <laughs> you you almost look healthy and normal.
2: What are you trying to insinuate? It's no child.
1: <laughs> uh nothing. <laughs> well, I wonder what's on the, uh, what's on the radar back home. I wonder, maybe I can try and, uh, try and force a vision this time.
2: Okay, well, be careful and sit down against something first.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she finds, like, a seat. Okay. they they've arrived at the first star on the right. All right. It's a, it's a marsh. And it's, it's glittering with a thousand stars. No, it's, it's a reflection of the mountain. It is covered in gemstones.
2: Interesting.
1: This, this must be where the children are from.
2: Oh, yes, the children.
1: So the, the sneaky one, the one with the mask, Sizel, I think his name is, he, he keeps shadowing Solandra and Teddy.
2: Strange. I wonder if he's got some other job that he's doing on the side
1: it is definitely shady and the frog his name is Meep he keeps asking about Rudder
2: why would anyone want to know anything additional about Rudder
1: I do not know but he seems very fascinated by him maybe it's a reptile thing
2: maybe maybe he's the one with sinister Side ambitions.
1: Mm, possibly, I see Sizel again, and a child has approached him in the swamp. And he's, the child's wearing a mask, and the child looks like him.
2: No, no. So it begins, I suppose. They are meddling with hags, after all.
1: The child has suddenly disappeared, and he goes to Salandra, and she does a reading, and the results aren't good hmm.
2: extra worrisome I suppose woe be to them for war- walking in a hag's marsh
1: indeed now Teddy Teddy is yelling at the darkness telling it to come out before things get bad and he's, he's thrown a hammer at the frogman
2: has Teddy been drinking
1: When has Teddy not been drinking?
2: Has Teddy been drinking more than usual?
1: Not that I've noticed, but I'll try and keep an eye out. Hmm. They've they've arrived at a house.
2: Alright, what's inside?
1: There are three withered and strange women with constellations in their eyes.
2: Interesting, that does sound like a hag, but not any that I've ever seen.
1: They definitely seem to be the ones, the the good mothers. Hmm. Sizel actually removes his mask for them, and he's a uh, he's quite handsome for a human.
2: He... That boy is going to be worrisome. I just know it.
1: What does he have to hide that he has to wear a mask all the time?
2: Why does he keep following Teddy and Solandra?
1: Indeed. The, uh, the hags have placed an eye on the table, and there is a flash of light, and it's a memory from atop a mountain, and there are more hags, hor- more but these ones that are billowing with black smoke, they're the ones that took the children.
2: Do you think it's the corruption?
1: It's- it is. It, it's the autumn death. It's here.
2: Ah, oh dear. I had worried about this. They must not have sealed the entrance properly.
1: It doesn't seem to have come from when we were there. It was from before. Before we sealed it.
2: Oh. Shit.
1: How long has it been down here? And is Luxambra at risk?
2: If it's down there, everything is at risk.
1: Oh, I'm getting something else. Meep has slipped the hags a note. And it reads... Where is the Captain Archimedes Rudder of the Sultry Mimic? The others do not see this.
2: It's called the Sultry Mimic? That's...
1: I suppose so.
2: Actually an incredibly good name for something that Rudder owns.
1: He probably did not come up with it himself.
2: That's fair. So Meep is following or looking for Rudder.
1: He is... Intriguing. And... As the others step outside, Meep stays to talk to the hags, and his voice is changed. Mm. He sounds much more like a pirate than he did before.
2: We should see if we can get some sort of warning to Teddy and the others.
1: Maybe. And now, Teddy is holding the eye, and the storm gathers above.
2: (sighs) And so it begins, I suppose... Do you hear that?
1: Oh no. Are they, are they coming? They're
2: getting closer. Oh. We should run.
1: Maybe there's another way out. Let's look.
2: Yes. Out the back.
0: you guys are just heading to heading to bed at this point is that kind of the
3: actually there is I, I guess there is one thing uh, Sizel wants to do before he uh before he fully goes to bed I guess Sizel would give it maybe like an hour maybe give or take just to make sure that everyone's asleep and then he'd uh he'd pack off his bed ba- he'd just pat down his bag, make sure he's got everything he needs um and he wants to uh climb up the uh the house to try to find uh, one of the outer windows to climb in quietly okay
0: <laughs> so for that climb roll me a dexterity check okay yep uh, and then when you find the window
3: I'm I'm, expi- I'm, I'm explicitly looking for Teddy's room
0: okay so that's a good question. Teddy did you like go upstairs and um and like stay in one of the upper rooms or were you just like kind of going into the, one of the next rooms on the on the bottom floor?
4: Under a table. What do you, I mean like probably uh, really like the wherever the the three nice hags would have like directed him to go sleep, he would go sleep. So I don't know the answer.
0: Uh so Um, there were, there were, like, rooms in the, in the upstairs, uh, that were available. Uh, so... Yeah. Okay.
4: Um, so, yeah, when Teddy's going to bed, he is definitely, like, I want to point out, I have no idea what's going on. So, no meta-knowledge whatsoever, is definitely gonna try to, like, block the door shut with something.
0: Okay. Alright. Uh, so, Sizel, I would say it's probably not too hard to
3: find the window that you're uh, that you're looking for awesome um i absolutely plan to sneak into teddy's room then cool cool okay
0: uh roll me another stealth to get in that window without waking him up Hmm.
3: that was not a natural one however <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. uh so i would say that as you uh as you try and, like, slowly open this window, you kind of open it a little faster than, uh, than you intend, and it starts to make, like, this, like, noise. Teddy, roll perception for me.
4: If there's ever a time where I want to roll a good one, it's not gonna happen, but Net oh,
0: twenty. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so you you kind of like hear this like scratching noise at the window, um, and you turn around and you are face to face with like Sizel trying to like open up the window.
4: Can I just like gra- can I like grab him through the part that's open and like pull him through, like as hard as I can?
0: Uh, roll a Strengths, and Sizel roll a dexterity. Um uh, that's a C yeah. Okay, well, so
4: before yeah. I do that, um I am I'm gonna let you reso- decide how to resolve this, but I'm gonna go sure. you son of a bitch, and I'm gonna cast true strike. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh does that give you advantage on Yeah, advantage on an attack roll, but not an attack yeah,
0: roll. I would say I would say you can use it to for your advantage on strength.
4: Eh, still not great.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he he manages to slip out of your hands. Um.
4: Okay.
3: Uh, I'm still no. He was there. I'm. Good I, I'm gonna full on. I'm. i have Seizel's not backing down. I'll dive into the room. <laughs> oh man. All right.
4: Teddy now fully awake. Can I fucking
3: help you? To a degree, I guess you could say. I'm concerned about a certain member of our party and their interests at hand.
4: Teddy walks over and shuts the window. Two things. Number fucking one. There's a door and you have a hand and when that hand and that door make contact, it's called a knock and it is generally considered the better way to gain entry to a room that is occupied. Number two, I, I wave my sit hand down. in front of
3: the blockade.
4: <laughs> Tell me what the. Uh, what? What is so important you're gonna wake me up from one of my
3: drunken stupors? I mean, the goal was to not wake you up, but if you so chose to get yourself inebriated the night before, that is not on myself.
1: <clears throat>
3: it better not be me you're talking about. Why would I do that, oh, oh fearsome leader?
4: <sighs> Teddy sits down on the bed. Alright,
3: just what... Who is it? Is it Meep? I don't like Meep. <laughs> I mean, most of us don't like Meep. He does hold an aura of, of suspicion, but that is simply not... No. The... The witches themselves, for one, put me at unease. The... The... Horizon that I... It troubles me greatly, and... Even as such, care as to as to hide it before all of us, per se. I think that there are easier ways to uh, ensure a place of hiding than such primitive tactics. Are Are you saying you 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 don't like that they gave it to us? I'm saying I don't like that sheer little eye to begin with but that's just me
4: <laughs> well I don't think anybody was particularly happy with the situation I want to point that out I also want to point out that I'm the one who's carrying the damn thing <laughs>
3: of which you were very very hesitant to accept such responsibilities of which you usually well, yeah. of which you tend to seem to be
4: because I <laughs> looks down looks up I'm good at one a couple things after he looks up again one of those things is killing one of those things is making a drink one of those things is not magical stuff that is not my bag and so if the people that do magical stuff are telling me to be very careful but that something may be necessary i generally trust them and i assume that they know better because then when it comes times to punch something
3: in the face that's when they ask teddy his opinion Sizel very much eyes you up and down. Just he's and then he, he's taking his mask off and he's just putting it on his side. And, All right then, fearsome leader. I guess I might trust you for now as well. the The oracle spoke hi- spoke highly when she encouraged that I join this guild, and while at first appearances I'm still hesitant to follow your orders, I guess you might call them following in the footsteps of one who is tread amongst the light. Uh... Thank you? Uh, uh,
4: Alright, well here's my question if we're getting into it. What's with the mask there, buddy? Definitely don't look like you need it. I mean, hell, if you sat at the bar in the end for pff, ten
3: minutes you'd have dames sitting on every side of you. I haven't liked the way I've looked ever since I was young. I don't have my own history. I don't have my own, wait, what, what place to call my You don't phone? got a history? And Teddy like starts to look excited. Do you understand how tailor-made that is for the situation I just described? Have you ever tried that? Tell me this then. Do you know your parents? Do you, do you know what it is to lovingly be held by a, a mother or father figure? Did you know what it's... You're not answering the question. Do you know what it's like to be lovingly held?
4: (laughs) No. No, I don't. Then here's what we're going to do, friend. Teddy, like, scoots the bed closer. Like, he doesn't get up and he, like, physically scoots the bed closer. When we get back to town, just for one night, try no mask. I know a couple of great places in Luxembourg we can head to. And you can make up whatever name you want you could tell whoever whatever you want and let's just see how it goes
3: you're very quick to uh, finding an ass to grab and a drink to put down your throat aren't you you're right on one of those accounts have uh, but
4: this is not about me this is about like why pretty man such as yourself feels the need to cover up something like that gods gave you
3: something to work with you gotta work it because if I am recognized too much and things get drawn back to back to the order that I work for, namely for the profit, then the attention might fall there. And my job is to ensure that that doesn't happen.
4: Well, <clears throat> let, let's be clear right now. That would go back to me. And, and kind of I'm your boss and uh if we're out doing stuff then yeah go ahead wear a mask maybe we should all wear masks maybe we can get salandra one of those little ones that like just goes above her eyes and then she can pretend like no one knows it's her but uh, i'm just saying like day to day you just told me you got nothing for it to come back to i mean
3: what's the worst that could happen a warm bed for the night I guess I'm just far too used to the, uh, the cold streets and getting around in, and into places I'm not supposed to be.
1: Well,
4: look here. Look, look mate. One of these days, we're all going to have to go up where everything is pretty different. So it kind of seems like the time to be trying new things.
3: Maybe. Just trust me. Try it. Very well. If we're on this trusting case, Sure. But consider this... While... I may be trusting of... Of this guild... As we are calling it... I'm... Wary of... I guess the attitudes of, of some members... Yourself included... I'm... Watching. You might say I'm judgmental, sure. But... My respect needs to be earned and proven. As I will... Um, I guess provide unto you as well Teddy takes a big drink <clears throat> I can appreciate
4: that and uh the only thing I have to say on the matter is I know my place that's why I'm here and that's why I'm apparently in charge because I know what I'm good at I know what I'm not and I know that I'm a tool you could say that in like the yeah that Teddy's a tool and Rudder would say that and probably me but maybe you But ultimately I'm a tool for what needs doing And as long as that is something that looks Noble and good and worth doing And helps folks Then I'm going to do it If you want to be a part of that We got a bed for you We got gold for you at the end of the day And if not It's each their own But I'm not going to ask you to do anything that you don't want to do I'm not going to ask you to respect or follow people You don't want to And if you've got your own shit going on Then you should handle
3: that before you can help anybody else and Sizel genuinely smiles at this point and goes, All right then, fearless leader. You may have earned some brownie points. And he's just going to... fearless, I'm scared of snakes. He's just going to slink back towards the window and just slip out it.
4: No, no, Teddy just, like, drags the barricade away. We gotta start somewhere. And he opens the door. <laughs> have yourself a good night, Sizel. I'd absolutely like to be out the window by the time he clears the barricade. Teddy's pretty damn strong. He can probably move it with one hand. I have a plus five to strength. <laughs> I want to, like, Batman this shit. You turn your back and I'm gone. All right, you can roll Dex to try that. He doesn't even
3: have to. I'll let him do it. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a nat 20, so yeah. Yeah.
4: All right. Teddy's going to just finish a flask and try to go back to sleep. Damn okay. kids.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sizel like as, as he lands and finds his tree again he curses a little under his breath but he's like well alright then
0: uh, yeah okay so the next morning uh, you guys kind of get up and Millie uh, and the the three hags are kind of sitting around the uh, the table in the kitchen and they're all kind of like sharing Uh, a breakfast that kind of looks oddly like frog legs. Um, And Meep is not around, which seems kind of odd to you guys. Like Milton's gone. um, Meep is gone. And the four of them are kind of sitting around just enjoying a frog leg dinner uh, or breakfast. And there are four little vials also sitting on the table uh, with them as well.
5: I don't know about you guys, but I slept like a rock last night. It was so
4: good. Uh, yeah, I will grab a frog leg. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh, damn, these are delicious.
3: I'd be interested in knowing about the recipe. Sizel crunches into one kind of silently to himself.
5: You... Where's Meep? Oh! <gasps> No, Teddy, Teddy takes legs. a
3: bite.
4: Where is Meep? Teddy, spit that out right now. It's not Meep. It's not big enough. And he only has two legs. Looks at, looks at Hags for confirmation as he says that, like... Right? <laughs>
0: uh, they, they both kind of chuckle a little bit. Or all three of them chuckle a little bit. Yay! Oh, Meep, meep left. And, um... He... Uh... He left a, a letter for you guys. Um... It was addressed to you, Teddy. And Teddy puts the out a hand. <laughs> yeah, so see, the hague kind of hands it over.
4: As I hold it up, five gold pieces. This has a penis in it somewhere, like a drawing of a penis. Takers? <laughs> All right, and he opens it up. <laughs>
0: uh, so yeah, when he opens it up, uh, the letter reads, uh, Dearest Theodore, um, This is the best sweet
3: voice. <laughs>
0: Uh, I regret to inform you that uh, I had to leave. It seems that a turtle has come to, uh, has caught my attention. Um, I apologize that I cannot finish the mission with you, but I'm sure you'll be fine dealing with these hags. It, no, you know, no big deal. Your, your dearest, most loving friend, uh, Sir Meep.
4: Okay, I was, I was gonna say, Teddy reads it in his best serve me voice <laughs> to everybody else. <laughs> yes,
0: um, as, as you kind of finish reading, um, the, the hags kind of scoop up the four vials and, and say, oh, um, if you guys are looking to enter through the bottom of the house, uh, which is about, as we mentioned last night, you may require these and she they just hold out uh, four vials uh,
6: take kate okay, will take one politely
3: pocketed
0: okay uh, and the one hag uh, one hag just says yeah um there's a bit of a there's a bit of a trick to entering th- through the house there just make sure you drink these ones after you get through the basement it'll help you quite a bit so
4: so drink it before we go into
0: the basement uh no 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 not before um drink it once you're through the basement so while we're in the basement she and she she smiles really big with like a toothless grin she says yes once you're through the basement
4: Alright, this isn't like a one pill one vial makes you larger one makes you small sort of situation, is it? Is this gonna get all weird?
0: She says, I mean, everything's a little bit weird in that house, but you'll-you'll find out.
4: Not a little bit weird. All weird.
0: Yes, she's like a tiny, tiny, tiny bit weird.
4: No, no, that's not it's it's not what I'm asking. (laughs) This is going to get all weird, isn't it? You're telling me I have to drink this in the basement,
3: and no one a has ever said teddy. those words at
4: a good time.
3: I could put them in my pocket, and then I could hand, hand them off to someone else. Oh, good lord. All right. Um, how do we get to the basement, ladies? Well,
0: uh, if you follow, and should they kind of point out the door, and they say, if you follow the path through the, through the muck a little bit, um, you hang a left- As soon as you get out the door and you continue straight on, eventually it will take you to a path that heads up the mountain. And about, uh, I would say, about an hour's walk uh, up the mountain, you'll come to a bit of a fork in the road. Uh, If you head straight, it will take you to the front of the house, but I suspect you probably don't want to enter through the front door.
4: No, we're talking about entering through the basement. Of course, we don't yeah. want
3: to enter through the front
4: door.
0: <laughs> she says, "But if you take the, I take
3: mean, the right, you, I, uh, I mean, I, I mean, there is a door, and I do have a hand. I could just knock." <laughs> Flashes She's, Teddy the most smug smirk he can,
0: and and she says, "No, you don't want to knock. You will be eaten alive." Uh. And she says, but if you take the right path, yeah, uh, you'll enter into a little cave uh, that will bring you to the first door uh, that will let you enter the basement of the home.
4: All right. So the right path.
0: She says the right path. And
4: then just the basement. Yes. Look around at the rest of the group. Any questions?
6: Cade finishes writing the instructions down in his book.
5: What does the potion do? Uh, she says, "Are we going to find out randomly, or I don't uh, know?"
0: Oh, she I says, no, "No, no, no, no! It's not a it's not a random potion. It just makes everything better again."
3: Wait, better wait. from what? <laughs> better again?
5: More questions than answers. But um...
3: that's a very vague context. Uh, well, it's...
0: Hmm, she says, for children. If they are sick, they drink the potion, potion, and it makes them better again. Um, returns things to their normal state.
6: So, I think what she's saying is things are going to get weird before we drink the
0: potion. And, she, and one of the other hags smiles and says, Yes, that. Very uh, most uh, likely that. Uh,
4: uh, okay, so we drink the potion after everything gets all weird. So we've circled back to the original questions. <laughs>
0: Uh, yes, you drink the potion after things get weird.
4: All right, cool. And, um, just my final question, uh, what does the event have to do with all this? And Teddy, like, very lightly pats, like, the pocket he keeps it in.
0: Oh, we didn't explain the event to you, did we?
4: No, you did, but it kind of melted my brain a little bit. So we could try to get in the in the cold, hard, sober light of day. I've only had one flask, so like that's very <laughs> hard.
0: <laughs> uh, she she chuckles a bit and she says, "So, uh, as a coven, wherever the eye is, as long as it on is on the material plane, we can see through it if we ask to. Basically, what is special about the event." is that if you have it in your presence and you touch an item, whether it's this house or whether it's... uh, and she kind of pokes at the the fork that Millie is using to stab at the, the frog legs, or this fork, it will show you the memories of the area that this fork has, or this table, or whatever, have experienced so
4: all right i need to, I need to jump in here because Teddy would immediately do something upon hearing that news, and this might be a curveball. He's gonna touch his ring, okay,
0: yeah um and so, as you touch your ring, um explain to me what Teddy's wedding day looked like. Hey everyone, welcome back to Chef's Night and our 17th episode. To start things off, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Libra Arcana, for all your DICE needs, offering monthly subscriptions and more, including a sweet option to help donate to school D&D clubs in Canada. You should definitely check them out. As is customary, we want to shout out to our cast because they're so amazing. Definitely thanks to Jordan and Phil for coming out and being our two extra cast members for this season to Andrew from the Basement Guild, and Steve from Class's Characters. Those two gents have shows and streams that we always provide in the show notes. Also, we can't forget Jesse of DM's Vancouver and Kayla with us here at DM's Test Kitchen, who have the recurring roles in our recaps. Kayla is also involved in the scoring of the podcast and our lovely cover art. We want to send a shout out to our friend Josie, who provides the intro music. And if you love the soundtrack that we've created for the show, keep an eye out for our Patreon. It's definitely going to be one of the rewards for helping us along over there. Remember to hit up our socials if you want to keep up to date with us. We're primarily active on Twitter, but we definitely love to interact on Facebook and Instagram, as well as dmstestkitchen.com. Speaking of dmstestkitchen.com, you can request shoutouts or help us by clicking on the donate button over there. That said, the best way to help us is by telling people about us. Tell your friends or family if you think that this show's the jam. Lastly, if you have the time, please take a second to rate us on iTunes. It really helps us get seen over there. Just a heads up, we're not going to have an episode releasing on the 29th, since we're going to be at DragonCon out in Atlanta. Other than that, we'll let you get back to the episode. And our next episode is going to be on August fifteenth. So enjoy the show.
4: Fuck yes. Um. So Teddy has no beard. Uh, he is, like, cleanly shaven and, like, is is cobbled together into, like, probably the best clothes that he could find in Lost and Found. Um, <laughs> like, nothing really matches, probably, but, like, it all kind of fits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's standing in, like, the main room of his parents' inn. And Mm -hmm. all the tables have been pushed back to one side And there's like all the chairs are set up in like aisles and shit Uh, And he's standing like right in front of the bar um, And he is not drinking He's drinking water And he's like looking down And he's like kind of tapping his feet And he's like "Uh..." And he's just waiting and waiting and waiting And his dad comes out from the back of the bar And like kind of does that kind of the walk of like a middle-aged man where he like (laughs) and like grabs the back of his pants and he tugs it up and (laughs) comes over and he's like well Teddy you know you'll be fine everyone's had a everyone's gonna have a good time at the party and honestly I think that's probably the best you can expect not everyone's as lucky as me and, uh, pours Teddy a drink, which Teddy just, like, shoots back, and he's like, Alright, thanks, Dad. Appreciate it. Helpful as always. Uh, and I guess, like, we're gonna speed it up a little bit, so, like, we'll do one of those, like, Zach Braff movie scenes where Teddy's, like, standing there, like, very still, and, like, all the people move in really, really fast. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> And eventually he's just like standing there with his dad like by the bar and the main doors of the Tunnel Rat Inn open up and Teddy's fiance walks in who is a she's a high elf she's a high elf she comes in um and she's like you know your stereotypical like Lord of the Rings like Noldor high elf like 6'2 like very blonde um and kind of like walks in, uh, takes a glass off of one of the tables that's set up in the back and like shoots it down and like walks down the aisle towards Teddy. Um And she looks at him just like, ready to do this? And he goes, no. Nope. She goes, well, we're doing it anyway. And that's where I think the memory ends.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, so how does everyone else kind of react to that?
4: Does everybody see
2: that?
0: Everybody <laughs> sees that. Cool beans. <laughs> that? She's very pretty.
3: Ugh! Teddy, was, was that you? I didn't know you cleaned up that well. Ugh! Teddy just starts emptying flasks.
4: Shouldn't have done that. Ugh! Don't know what I was expecting. Go on.
3: You should shave more often.
4: Ugh. It feels like my brain is covered in sandpaper now.
2: Ugh,
4: Ugh. I'm not gonna touch anything ever again.
3: Sizel just begins to just just happily chew on a on a frog leg Ugh. and proceeds to hand one to Teddy.
4: Uh, it's just like holding his head Like holding the bridge of his nose In one hand uh, I need uh, a minute Are you okay? What's her name? I need a minute And he just gets up when he walks outside <laughs> <laughs> so That happened when you touched the eye Or the event to your ring? No I just, it just has to be on me For that to happen right?
0: Yeah so anything okay, that kind of so, has strong memories attached to it.
4: Yeah, that's what I thought. So it's not just like, can I like choose when that doesn't, doesn't happen?
0: After this moment, uh, you can roll a check to resist.
4: Okay. Cool.
0: And most things will be relatively low unless it has a particularly strong memory attached to it. This is the knife
4: that was used in a murder. Yes. Yeah, stuff like that. God. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. In- enjoy all these memories, there, Rogue.
4: Uh, yeah, and Teddy. Teddy just like stands up and walks outside and just goes, as he's walking out the door.
2: Ugh!
4: Ugh! Should should we follow him? You guys think it's no. okay? <laughs> it Shut door.
5: <laughs> uh, Solandra will follow him regardless. Uh, give me the event for a moment.
4: Yep, and he just, like, very daintily passes the bag out of his pocket. There you go.
5: If this will make you feel better, and I'll touch it to the my uh, augury bag,
0: my little juju bag. Okay. Are you... You're just, like, uh, you're attaching it to that?
5: Uh, whatever he did to show us memory, I'll just do the same thing, just to make him feel
0: better. Okay. Um. So, tell me... About the first time, has Solandra ever come face to face with the Stormlord? Uh, on the day of she was brought into the priesthood, yes. Okay. Um. So tell me about how that, uh, how that interaction kind of went down, and sort of what what happened there. Okay. So, you
5: all see. A, is it just everybody in the area, or would they, the other two, see it too?
0: Um, yeah. So it would be anyone within like the immediate area, sort of. Yeah. So if everybody's outside with you guys, then they would probably see it. Uh, if they were kind of like just at the door, uh, even on the inside, they could probably see what was going on.
3: Sizel is absolutely eavesdrop, eavesdropping.
0: Yeah,
6: Kid Cade, <laughs> Cade would probably take the lead. He's not going to be left with those hags alone.
4: And all that tracks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, yeah, everyone everyone would probably see this. All right. So, you all instantly are... Your
5: mind's eye is teleported deep, deep under the water. And the first thing you see is this hundreds of meter high uh, writhing, inverting wave that keeps crashing in upon itself. And on four sides in the Uh, on the northeast south and west are these four big spires that come out of the rocks and they all touch at the very apex of the arc kind of forming a four-post cage around said rift and on the bottom of the sea you'll see spiking out in every direction are long coral reefs and sea life that spread from the rift outwards and in the there you can see various different kinds of life like marrows and and uh underwater kobolds and goblins and all the manner of creatures and flanked on either side of this is giant walls of a trench and all these genasi are lined up in front of the rift there are sirens as well as marrow and you see uh, two figures at the very base of the rift flanked by some Wicked-looking mage-type warriors—they're called the Stormguard—and these Stormguard are in charge of maintaining passage through the rift to the under the plane of water. And so, the two figures, which would be Titus, Mistwave, and uh, not his wife, but the head of the Priestess Orderhood, um, standing there as you see, Solandra move forward, proceed or. Behind her are her three aides. Behind them are various servants and helpers and uh, acolytes from the priesthood as they all walk forward in a procession, kind of like a New Hope style at the very end. And she gets to the front and she is guided through the rift with a a charge of Stormguard behind her. And you all see kind of slider style as you <laughs> through like a little wormhole. And on the other side is just darkness. And little bubbles, blah, blah, blah. and then a light flashes, and all the group surge to the surface where there's a little oasis, like a flotilla created, and it's an altar. And you see on this altar is uh, a single solitary being uh, who is white skinned and white eyes, uh, wearing. Uh, like a blue tunic very Zeus-like in a way Um, but his body looks like it was something very large shrunk down into a tiny body and uh, purposefully we're going to say that you don't hear the memory as it is kind of I don't want to say she knew but I was going to say like she purposefully leaves out what is said between the storm Lord but you can see the procession um, speaks with the the figure for a while and uh, a mark is imbued upon Salandra's head and for a moment nothing happens and then a flash of light as a lightning bolt cracks her right in the face and she drops and nobody seems to uh, really rush to her aid and after a moment you see, Titus, her father, reached down and gently, you've, what you've seen Solandra do to you and heal you is as a, as a light misting comes out and she is brought back to life. And that mark uh, glows bright and then it. Uh, she closes her eyes for a moment and it just disappears. And as she's picked up to her feet, uh, the memory ends. I hope that's made you feel better That was something that I don't really show a lot of people
4: Strangely enough, yeah Yeah, I think it did Maggie, by the way, was the answer to your question
5: Oh, thank you Um, you now know that my god is real
4: Yeah, yeah, that looked like a god That did indeed
5: He's not really that small, though He's actually quite big just, of, just can't really,
4: yeah. Just kind of interact with him, you know. Do the like be able to talk to you thing? Get like regular size? That's nice of him.
5: Yeah, <coughs> it is actually. He's he's very nice.
4: Ugh. All right, well, um, all right. I'll I'll hold on to the thing for now. I'll give it back to him. Yeah, and just put it back in his pocket. And the two of you can come on
3: out. Sizel oh. just like gingerly pushes the door open. His 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 eyes are like kind of blinking in wonder after what he's just witnessed. Yeah. Um Teddy is
4: gonna walk over um and be like, Alright, <clears throat> I think you two know what's about to happen, don't you?"
6: Kate's gonna hold up his uh his notebook.
4: <clears throat> Poke it! <laughs> <laughs> Go! <laughs>
6: Nate, is
0: there a specific event that you'd want uh, want me to talk about? Here's a good question for Cade. The moment that Cade realized that he probably wasn't going to become the adventurer he wanted to be. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking
6: too. I like that. So it's going to flash back to um, almost a, uh, a young uh unrecognizable half-elf uh you can tell that it's cade maybe only because of the the shock blonde hair otherwise a lot of his features have changed over the years and it's in a little bit of a of a classroom and the classroom's empty except for himself and a couple of other um students that are sprinkled around Uh, it looks like maybe it's after hours and the class has been dismissed. The door flies open and there's a bunch of older kids, much larger in size and stature, who enter and they start to pick on on one of the kids next to to Cade in one of the opposite corners. And Cade, being who he is, tries to keep his head down and and not get involved. But uh, the bullying continues and it starts to get a little bit violent And the kid is knocked down and and they start to kick him and and really kind of beat the crap out of him. And so he summons up a little bit of courage and stands up from the desk and walks over and without much thinking, emotion taking uh, over his logical side, just tries to lay a punch down on on the lead bully. And he lands it but it kind of just glances off of the shoulder. And so the lead bully turns around and so they kind of stop beating on the, on the bigger kid and turn their attention to him. And all of his courage, all Kate's courage at this point, just drains from him. And he's kind of dawns on him what is about to happen. And how he is probably bitten off a lot more than he can chew. And I think at this point, it's, it's the realization that he has that he's probably not going to live up to the life that he has chosen for himself. Uh, even at this young age it's it's not what he's cut out for and so both emotionally and physically he is just beaten to hell and i think maybe we flash back as the f- first punch lands and he's knocked out
4: nice you were picked on hey Ooh.
6: oh uh, no, I mean, I, w- I was always kind of a good kid and I kind of flew it on the radar, but I mean, I, I tried to do what I could for others and I've always wanted to, to try and help and I, I always loved the stories. I'm sure
3: you guys can tell. And The reckless hero with good intentions.
6: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't really fit the, the
3: heroic model. But well, <clears throat> it reminds me of a certain someone. <gasps> uh,
4: well, Kate, uh, you know, best way to tell a story is to be in it, and I mean, we're here.
6: Yeah, I, that's kind of why I'm here, is to maybe not focus a feature in it, but be able to tell one, be a small part of one somehow
4: remind me to tell you about the little little fella with the magic ring and he goes and he steals like stuff from a dragon it's like a whole good story you gotta be part of the prophecy to tell him to talk about it later and turn to sizel and like put up the poke finger Mm mhm really poke mask
3: okay um... in particular sir
2: Hmm.
0: Sizzle, Sizzle. Uh, I, ha-
3: I have a scenario in my head, if you want. Sure. Do you want me to just to play it out, or do you want the... Uh...
0: Nah, just play it out. Okay.
3: The vision unfolds on uh, heavy footsteps um, amidst a, uh, a, d- a dark alleyway. Um, there's a, a very small boy in a cloak uh, running uh, very heavily... Um, chased by what seems like five or six very heavily armed guards um, the boy cuts several corners um, his voice tired, exasperated trying to find a, uh, a, proper, a proper way to, to get out of the situation he's unfortunately set himself up into uh, he turns down one corner And comes face to face with a dead end as he slowly turns around and faces these guards. Who, who, two of them stand kind of at post while, while the other ones, uh, kind of step forward and go, There's, uh, there's nowhere to run now, boy. You've, you've stolen from our master from the last time. And he, he is clutching, um, a small bag of, uh, of what looks like coins, but in his hand is also a untouched, like, fully roasted turkey that has, like, little, little bite marks that he has obviously bitten into, and he's, like, gripping it, and he's just backing up slowly into this alley, and he just looks up, he's just, I just... I just needed to eat. I just I, I, I'm sorry, please'll I'll give it all back. I just don't. and the the frontmost guard walks up to him and smacks him to the ground with a, with a backhand. gutter gutter trash like yourself. ain't no worth matter of, of whether or not we get it back and no one's gonna miss you. And the boy kind of scoots himself back. He's dropped the bag of- 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 of of jewels. He's dropped the- the turkey. He's now rolling in the dirt. And he's just, no, please. Um, and the guards each, like, draw their weapons and walk slowly on him. And he- he leans- he leans back. And his pupils dilate into darkness. And his veins, like, from his- from his eyes go black. And he suddenly lets Lurse... Like, he he opens his mouth for a yell. Nothing comes out. But then suddenly, just pure darkness spews out from him. And the guards look around, confused. And he realizes in this moment that he's created this darkness. And he just runs as fast as he can uh, past the guards um an uh, an angry scowl on his face and a a scar across his cheek where uh the guard had struck him fade back
6: Kate falls over backwards
4: Damn that was a good one <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right
4: all right, we all friends now? Teddy looks around at everybody. We all feel closer as a team?
5: <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean... <sighs> that was really fucking weird, but...
4: It was all kind of fucking weird. Um, and Teddy's going to just like...
3: <clears throat> Matt? I would prefer to tell my own stories myself next time.
4: Well, we got to see it firsthand, and Teddy just like walks into the hut and he, like or the house or whatever, and he opens the door and just leans in. And he goes, All right, we're all good here. I'm um, <clears throat> sure y'all enjoyed that too. Uh, but we'll be back, and hopefully, we'll have uh, the kids with us. And if we don't, we won't be back, so it won't be your problem. Uh, sound good? Sound good. And he just walks
0: out. And all three of the ladies give you like a toothless grin and like wave as you're walking out.
4: Alright, and, uh, Teddy just starts walking up the path, all
3: on Z, as they say. <laughs> if you want a nice en- entry for your journal there, Cage, I'll, uh, I'll tell you the tale of how I met the, uh, of the first time I met the, uh, the oracle. Yeah, that, that might be nice. I
6: mean, that memory isn't one I enjoy reliving. It, with any kind of distraction would be welcome.
3: Sizel, so like, rubs his, rubs his cheek where his scar is and just yeah, you and me both. For those of you who may have been paying attention to this Cade has
6: not touched his book at all during this. He has very much left this in his bag and not written anything down. Thank you.
0: Alright, so you guys are headed to... Headed up the mountain? Yeah.
4: Head up to the fork. Just keep walking. Follow the directions that Cade wrote down.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, so yeah, you guys kind of uh, you guys make the next like hour and a half trek, sort of half hour out of the out of the swamp, and then hour up the up the pathway uh, without much without much issue. There's not really anything on the pathway. There's not there's no people, no real animals to speak of or anything until you kind of get to the uh, I would say about eighty feet away from uh, the break in the road and. Roll perception for me.
3: Twenty. Woo. Twenty-one from Teddy. Nineteen for Ninja Boy.
0: All right. What it's the fuck 21.
3: did we see?
0: Holy shit! Uh, so, <laughs> all of you, as you kind of hit that, you know, 80, 80 foot mark away from the uh, the fork in the road, uh, you see a group of kids that are that are sort of kind of hanging around. The fork in the road, and they're looking to. They look like they're kind of doing a bit of a dance, and you can kind of hear like this weird sort of nursery rhyme um, kind of coming, like humming, coming from them, almost as if they're kind of singing like a really creepy, ver- a creepier version of "Ring Around the Rosie." And as you kind of watch as they're doing this, one of the kids in the group spots you guys, and. A hole opens up into, like, in the ground, and one of the kids says, "And we fall down, and they all fall into the hole, and it closes up." The fuck!
4: Damn
5: it!
0: We're, Teddy
4: just, I
3: guess, runs. Where are those? Are those the kids? There's some kids. Sizel is hot on Teddy's heels. I think they were the kids. There's some kids. It doesn't matter. <laughs> just run. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah so as you as you get to where they were, it is just ground. Um, there the is fuck? nothing left uh, but there is again the path that heads straight up the mountain to uh, what you can see like just the top of the of the roof of the the house quite a ways away and then there's the the path that heads off to the right that you guys were told about.
4: Teddy falls down. Uh, let's take the secret path. Just falls down, just hits his ass. I guess gets up. Yeah, to if, the right. if
0: Teddy if Teddy tries to fall down, he's just falling in dirt at this point.
4: Yeah, he drives it a shot, acts like it was unintentional, and then
3: <laughs> that was a uh, most the right.
4: solid attempt. I guess I didn't fall hard enough. Um, and he heads to the right. Okay. Uh, Kate's gonna cast
0: detect magic. Okay. Um, so what you can tell is that there is sort of, like, residual magic left over. Uh, someone someone in that group of kids had just used Dimension Door, basically, uh, and disappeared. So,
6: hmm. you guys know that thing that I did during the tryouts? Mm-hmm. It was badass. It was the same thing that these kids just did. Oh, that's kind of badass. The problem is, I don't know where they went. No, it's less badass. What's the range of your spell? It, I can get to, I mean, practically anywhere I can see really. It's its half a kilometer if I really wanted to. Jeebus. Oh, jeez. Which is a guy I from the, know from the bar. Yeah, it's the spell range is 500 feet.
5: They could be anywhere then. Well, maybe they were like the early respawns. They went back to report that were there.
3: I was just about to say, I'm presuming they were scouts, despite sim- despite simple-minded scouts. Ah, oh, they're kids. Never <laughs> underestimate what a child is capable of. That's ominous. As Teddy walks to <laughs> the basement. We just know that they look
4: like kids. That's even creepier. Yeah, that's way yeah. creepier. Yeah, I don't know like right. that either, guys. Alright, everybody, come on. Let's put on a happy face. We have a, a full knowledge that as soon as we walk into this basement, shit's gonna get weird. Like, all the weird. So? Uh, Teddy, make sure everybody has their vial. Kate's got a handy. Uh, just a heads up the for,
6: for this. Detect magic is concentration up to 10 minutes. So, Kate's gonna keep it as he goes through the. Um, The basement if he's got enough time to do that
0: yep that is definitely okay Uh, so as you guys kind of walk into this little cave area Cade you definitely sense that there are some sort of uh, magics that are kind of surrounding this cave as you guys walk in Um, you can't completely tell what it is uh, but you know that it's not uh, it's not anything that is going to harm you guys Look alive, people. There is magic here. Mm. What kind of magic?
6: I don't feel anything You should hostile. get a school from Detect Magic.
4: Yeah.
5: Is it only transmuters though?
4: Yeah, I wouldn't know that. Rules conversation. <laughs> I think that you get school from Detect Magic, but I could be wrong Yeah, I think about so, that. too. I know it's like that in 3-5. Uh, yes. Yeah. So,
6: uh, in the area of Bears Magic, you learn at school of magic, if any. Good call. Let me, uh...
0: Enchantment? Probably? Maybe different... Div- div- yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it is It is definitely enchantment. Hmm. Well,
5: I can dispel the magic. Do you just point me in the right direction and I can dispel it?
6: Maybe... I, <clears throat> how taxing is that on you? It's a third level spell. I feel like One maybe we
4: save your energy
6: and we use it only if we need to.
4: Okay. Yeah, we got like the potion and shit. And, yeah. you know, yeah. If, if that's, well, I think we're all, we know it's coming. Uh, we'll just do our best to, you know, get out of the basement as quickly as possible. And then we drink the potions and then we got something big to use on the mean hags later. Shall we? I guess. No other way but forward. Teddy leads the way into the, yeah, what are we looking at from the outside? Is it like a cave? Is there a door? Like, what do we got here?
0: It is, it's, uh, it's a cave. So it's, it's a little dark. Basically, five, ten feet in, it kind of gets dark. And you can't really see what's on the other side of the darkness.
3: Oh, right, right at home in the shadows. Feels good. Even with dark vision?
0: Uh, that's true. Okay, um... Did someone so, yeah. say
3: dark vision?
0: <laughs> Who said
4: dark vision? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so you can you can sort of make out, like, wooden wooden planks um, farther in that make up almost the siding of a house. Um... Of like, what would be blocking off entrance to the home? Okay.
4: Um, then I guess we're just can we do, so we have to move the planks to get in? No. Okay. Just they're like it's like a mine plank. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, then I just go in. Um, I'm gonna roll stealth. Okay. Twenty
0: two. Hmm. Okay. So you definitely get in there sneakily. Uh, as as, you as kinda... he
4: starts to go into stealth, he looks back at everybody and makes eye contact and then goes. Puts his finger over his mouth. Shh!
3: Stealth! Sizel's just gonna slink in beside him.
0: Uh, okay, so as you guys kind of take a couple steps into the uh, into the cave, uh, you actually notice that these planks are are building like a wall, and immediately to your left they build a bit of a hallway and it looks like this siding actually comes to a dead end. They build a dead end. And there is a sign on the wall, a bunch of empty little shot glasses and a small little trough below the sign.
3: Okay, gonna, so just to I'm clarify I'm going to take a <coughs> moment to just say that Sizel was happily showing up uh, Teddy once again on stealth. hmm <laughs>
4: I'm, I'm really happy that you rolled a nat 20 there I was also really hoping That this is going to be the one time that you Roll poorly like In my heart of hearts But I'm also happy with that <laughs> So I just want to check So if we're coming in On our left hand side yes. There would be this dead end And then does the cave yep. keep going in front of us
0: It does not
4: Okay so it dead ends there as well Yeah is it like a hard turn, or is there like some distance? Doesn't matter, I guess. Check out the wooden dead end.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, there is a there is a sign up there, like I mentioned, and a couple small shot glasses and a trough uh, below them. What does sign say? Uh, the sign says, "If you can read this sign, you are far too big. If you want to find Fuck. the door, get a little swig."
3: Uh, mm. Mm. Sorry. Is there anything in the shot glasses? There is nothing in the
0: shot glasses. Is there something in the trough? There sure is. Son of a
4: bitch, Nathan.
3: Sizel <laughs> <laughs> takes two shot glasses and fills them and hands one to Teddy. <clears throat> uh, Teddy says,
4: I knew where this was going. And he looks at everybody else. Tiny Teddy. <laughs> I thought you said you wanted to go, to go get drinks. All right, he just drinks it. He's not going to wait anymore. He's just going to do it and
0: get it over with. He knows how to
4: take a shot.
0: I'm matching I'm matching him shot for shot. Okay, so you guys finish your you take your first shot and you both shrink down to about an inch in height. Um And roll a dexterity check because your shot glasses did not shrink with you. Check or save? Uh, Save. Fuck! (laughs) Oh, yes! (laughs) Okay, so, uh, Sizel, you uh, nimbly get out of the way as your shot glass lands where (laughs) you just were. Uh, Teddy, however, the shot glass falls upside down and traps you inside